Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get it on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Pfeiffer and Ryan Horvath. Welcome in another edition of Curd and Long. Steve Sparky Pfeiffer along with our guy Ryan Horvath. Bet MGM tonight to catch him weeknights along with Trista Crick and Nick Ashu. Uh, and I think I'm going to actually be on that show uh, tonight uh, talking about uh, Mike Boonholzer uh, being let go by the Milwaukee Bucks. Before we get into the Jordan Love one-year extension, Horvath, your thoughts on Bud getting fired? Oh, man. So here's the thing, right? It was probably the right move. It sucks. But uh, I think it was time to move on from Bud, just the way that a lot of these seasons have ended, right? Like the collapse against Toronto where he doesn't make the proper adjustments. He lets Nico Miritich pretty much shoot him out of that series until game six. The bubble collapse where the Bucks never really showed up to the bubble. I kind of gave them a free pass because that was a weird Same. situation. This year, I don't give him a free pass just because, again, man, in overtime, six-tenths of a second, that's still a catch-and-shoot situation. We've seen weird stuff happen in the NBA. You got to burn that final timeout. And the same thing in overtime. You know, you got to burn that timeout. Giannis has the ball in his hands. I don't want to hear that you didn't call the timeout because Giannis was on the attack because Giannis had missed 13 free throws. He had the yips. He was in his own head. He clearly didn't want to go to the charity stripe. He passes up to Middleton, who we know doesn't have the best handles. He can't create anything. Your season is the number one seed. Can't end A to the number eight seed, who was down three points to the Chicago Bulls in the play-in game with a minute to go. And the season can't end with the ball in Grayson Allen's hands. And he doesn't even get a shot off. Like, that's something you see in college hoops, and then we rip the product. Like, this is why we watch the NBA. So it was time for Bud to go, but I hate uh, – that's what, you know, you kind of hate about the business is Bud's a great guy. He won you a championship the heartbreak and everything that he's going through right now. You know, anybody that's ever lost a family member knows how tough that could be, especially the way that it went down. Um, Very tragic. So you feel terrible for the guy, but unfortunately it's probably time to move on. I mean, you watched the end, the press conference, you know, with Giannis and I know everybody just blew up the failure and sports quote. Right. But what I took away is when they asked him, did you want to guard Jimmy Butler who was torching drew holiday? And he says, yes. And then he talks about how Drew has to give that's all that. Cr- you that's know what I mean? That, that's Giannis crap. I don't want to hear about that Giannis crap. I well, want about that when he said it. Adjustment, though. Drew is getting Dude, I'm so sick of this crap. Look, Giannis, if you want to guard Jimmy Butler, then you guard damn Jimmy Butler. Don't use – he did this before. About Remember what's, what was it, the championship year, whatever it was? He was like, oh, I, I would have guarded him, but, you know, that's Bud's decision. Hell with that. You see what's happening. He's got like 40 wow. points in the one game. At some point, you go, Bud, I'm guarding him. Like, you figure it out the rest. I'm stopping him. Drew it never should be out to begin with. I got him for the fourth quarter. Or I've got him for the last five minutes of the game. He's not scoring on me. At some point, you want to have the cojones and, uh, and the fortitude to stand up and do something about it. That's on Giannis. Like, I'm so sick of this. And Giannis is the reason Bud got fired. Let's not, let's not <laughs> gloss over this. He's the one that got Bud fired when he drove over him with a school bus six times in that post-game press conference and threw him under the bus across the board in that press conference. He Never did that crap to Jason Kidd. Never, not one time. He got Bud fired. And anybody else that thinks differently is wrong. And furthermore, on top of everything else, you bring up the heartbreak. The man's brother dies in a car accident before game four. Uh, I don't know about you. I ain't coaching game four. And I probably ain't coaching game five either. And my brother dies in a car accident. Probably not going to be in the right mental frame to go out there and still do that. That dude picked himself up off the mat and said, I'll figure it out and went out there and then gets fired because of what happens, man. So wait, uh, you don't think, am you I don't a Bud think- fan? No. Do I think Bud's a great coach? No. 
But having said all of that, the way this thing went down, I don't know, man. See, that's why I hate everything that went down, man, because, yes, I think it was – it does suck, though. In the championship year, he made the right adjustments just by playing, you know, playing his starters because, remember, that was a thing for a while where, you know, like – uh, he was playing too many guys. He wasn't shortening up his rotations. Again, Nico Miritich, his boys were playing too yes, much. In but the hold on. Cold in this kill. matchup, he doesn't play Jay Crowder. Why? Because Jay Crowder looked old and slow. Hey. And then Bud gets torched for it, not playing Crowder. When Crowder didn't look good at all at any point during this entire playoff run, he looked old and slow the entire time. Well, yeah. put him on Jimmy Butler. He wasn't going to stop well, Jimmy freaking Butler. Stop. Whatever. I'm I'm getting mad. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Let, let's talk about the Packers. That's why we're here, right? Kurt and Long, uh, the uh, good old uh, Packers podcast that we do. Uh, and time now to talk about the details of the Jordan Love one-year extension uh, as put, put out uh, via Albert Breer of SI.com and confirmed by Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio tells you. Uh, I, I want you to tell me which of these little escalators or whatever – uh, Jordan Love's going to hit Horvat. All right, here we go. Signing bonus, $8.788 million. Okay, fine. Yes, fine. 2023 base salary, $1.01 million, fully guaranteed. All yeah. right, fine. Uh, and then we get to 2024 base salary, $5.5 million, fully guaranteed. Workout bonus, $500,000. 2024 escalators up to $9 million. Now, gets $500,000 if you play 65% of the snaps. That's a pretty popular uh, percent of snaps, by the way. That was the Rodgers number as well. So $500,000. He's going to get $500,000, right, Ryan? So that, that's money in the bank. A million dollars for making the Pro Bowl. Probably See, not happening the first year. Are you going to say that that's probably not happening, though? Because let's do – like, dude, okay, so we did the NFC because uh, everybody blew up about Kyle Brandt's NFC tiers, you know? I he don't has pay attention one to Kyle Brandt. What's that? I don't pay attention to Kyle Brandt. No, 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 I don't either. This is like a dumb topic. Oh. Uh, I'm not going to. Go ahead, Horvat. <laughs> Ryan's internet continues to freeze. I'm telling you, I am on a run with podcasts. Yesterday, I do the podcast for the Green and Growing show, and... I have echo the entire time and we couldn't figure out what was going on. I'm pulling stuff out of my laptop and everything else trying to, cause we were live streaming it. Uh, and I could not figure it out after the show. We figured out what the issue was. Um, and it wasn't even in the studio. That was the issue, but either way. Uh, so that was a train wreck. And now I get Horvat on here. Then very next morning on Friday morning, and he's having internet issues, but he's having stuff done in his house. There's construction workers all over the place. Um, so I'm sure that has probably a uh, part of it. All right, so let's move on. A uh, million dollars for making the Pro Bowl. Five hundred thousand uh, dollars if he plays sixty-five percent of the of playing time and uh, making the playoffs. Okay, fine. Five hundred thousand dollars for sixty-five percent playing time and winning one playoff game. Uh, then he has a million dollars as well uh, for sixty-five percent playing time and winning the conference championship. A million dollars for sixty-five percent playing time. And winning the Super Bowl. So if they win the Super Bowl, he can make an additional $3 million in his contract if they go win the Super Bowl, which obviously is not happening uh, in year one necessarily. Uh, but could they make the playoffs in a weak NFC? I don't know. You know, the de- it's going to come down to Joe Barry and his defense probably is how whether or not they're going to make the playoffs, right? 
Yeah, my apologies. We got people working in my apartment. Yeah, I know. I'm percent positive that they screwed up my internet or it's just the aliens are here. So what I was going to say, man, is I don't think that it's that crazy for him to go to the Pro Bowl because let's look at it like this. We did the tiers in the NFC. Yeah. There's one tier one quarterback. I would probably make Dak a tier one quarterback. If Here's the thing, man. Like if we're going to make Jalen – after one year, a tier one quarterback, and he was great. If he doesn't miss those games, he's probably the MVP. I mean, Dak's been really good for a longer period of time, and and Dak's pretty good too. Like I know that he's got the playoff failures, but again, it's hard to win in the playoffs. But I'm just saying that him and Jalen Hurts are probably your your top quarterbacks in the NFC. So is Dak Prescott Tony Romo? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good comp. Yeah. But then, dude, listen to the, t- the tier two quarterbacks. It's Kirk Cousins. Good. He has Jared Goff is a, is a tier two quarterback. So you hear, you hear what I'm saying. And then look at last year, right? Nobody wanted to play in the Pro Bowl. So Tyler Snoop Huntley ended up being True. one of the quarterbacks in the AFC. So I don't think it's that crazy. I, I think Jordan Love is going to be a good quarterback. I don't know that he's going to be great. I don't know that he's going to be here. Right. If he makes the Pro Bowl, Goody looks amazing if he's a pro bowl quarterback in his first unless year he, yeah unless he makes it and it's like 18 touchdowns 19 picks because tyler huntley didn't have yes, great stats because nobody else wanted to go you know right but if it's like 28 touchdowns and nine interceptions dude oh. he looks great i'm buying a jordan love 28 touchdowns nine picks and i'm buying i feel like the picks like we got to go like 14 15 it could, and we're going to get to getting a veteran wide receiver or not yeah uh, coming up here in a little bit because these young wide receivers are going to cause issues. I would imagine not running the right routes and so forth. All right. Now we move on $500,000 for 65% playing time. Notice if he does not play 65% playing time, you can burn all of his money because it's over. He's got, they've got 65% playing time attached to damn near everything in here. $500,000 for 65% playing time, top 10 in passer rating. That's not happening. $500,000 for 65% playing time and top 10 in completion percentage. Mm. I don't know if that's happening either with these young guys. $500,000 for top 10 in touchdown passes. If this offense with LaFleur is what we think it is, Ryan, they're going to run a lot more than they did with Aaron Rodgers. So his touchdown passes may not be through the roof like they have been, like they have been for Rodgers if he takes the ball out of Jordan Love's hands. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, but really quick. So like with the, the the I'm like talking myself into the whole Jordan Love thing a little <laughs> bit more and more, just because of all the unknowns, just yeah. because of everything that we're saying right now. Like this could happen, this can't happen, and I'm I'm excited for Rogers because like the more I think about this, it's gonna be really weird, and uh, I'm gonna have to root for the Jets because I really want Rodgers to win. But I'm gonna be rooting hard, obviously, for for the Packers. Like if they were to meet in the Super Bowl, I'd want Green Bay to win. Right. You're not leaving the Packers. No, no, no. But I'm gonna like still root there with Brett Favre. People just said to hell the Packers, burned hell. I'm gonna go root for Brett Favre wherever he is. That's not what you're doing. Well, I did that year one with the Jets, but I also rooted for Rodgers. Like as much as right. I love Rodgers, I didn't just give up on Brett. That's the thing, man. I'm too loyal. Like everybody tells me this. I'm too loyal. Like. I, uh, but I'm going to root for Aaron and I'm going to root for Jordan. I don't think the Packers are winning the Super Bowl this year. I'm hoping that the Jets do because I would win $2,200. But I just love all the unknowns. Like, I don't know. He could be a pro bowler. Who knows? Maybe he is top 10 in all these categories because I just brought up Jalen. And a year ago, we didn't know that he could play the position. And there was a whole side of the field that he didn't see, man. 
but he was put in the right system because a lot of times, let's be honest, like all these dudes have the talent. That's why they're drafted in the National Football League in the first round. Other than Clifford. Yeah. No, he sucks. That's why Jordan Love doesn't play 65% of the snaps. I am out, and I'm going over to the Jets side. (laughs) Him and Danny Etling can't be your backup quarterbacks, man. They need need a veteran, all right? Like, I don't know. I would rather have the corpse of Matt Ryan in here. But I also, you know, I mean, if you're put in the right system, that's what it comes down to with a lot of these quarterbacks. So if you believe in Matt LaFleur – I agree. If if you believe yep. in Matt LaFleur, then Jordan Love, it, you have to believe in Jordan Love because this was their guy. This was their pick. LaFleur and Goody made this pick with the idea of, now they didn't know Rodgers was going to go with multiple MVPs after they made the pick, but the idea was this is their future. We're going to we're gonna win with this kid after Aaron Rodgers. That's when they made the pick. They didn't see the pick taking this long to get onto the field. But that was the idea. And as I've said before, and I'll say again, I firmly believe when Mark Murphy was doing these interviews, he was asking the question, Aaron Rodgers isn't getting any younger. How do you plan on win without Aaron Rodgers when he retires? Like, what's the plan going to be? And everybody had to make the answer. And the best answer, I believe, came from Matt LaFleur. And that's why you hired Matt LaFleur. Because he does not want to go, Mark Murphy, does not want to go in a situation where it's 20 years before they're back into the playoffs again or 10 years before they win the division again. He doesn't want to have that type of lull. So whoever he was going to hire to replace McCarthy had to prove to him that they had an idea and a plan of how they could win without a Hall of Fame quarterback. Because Murphy's not an idiot. He knows he's not getting a third Hall of Fame quarterback. So how do we do this without a Hall of Fame quarterback? And that's San Francisco's system that Shanahan runs. And McVay has run with the Rams as a system and more Shanahan than McVay. McVay's become very pass heavy. But with Shanahan, where you rely more on the run, more on play action, you don't need a great quarterback in order to be a playoff team every year. Yeah. Yeah, you need a good quarterback. You need a serviceable quarterback. Here's the one argument that I do have against that man. And I know that, like, there's Trent Dilfers that have won Super Bowls. Yeah. It's been a while, right? Like Mahomes Trent Dilfer had like one of the best defenses of all time <laughs> and a great running back in Jamal Lewis. Yeah, like my only counter to that or to play devil's advocate, Jimmy Garoppolo could get you to the big game, but I just I think at the end of the day, I don't know that he's good enough to win the big game. I mean, like he got there and he completed his first 12 passes against right. Kansas City, but in the second half, like Mahomes took that game over. You know, you know, I mean, like People that rip Rogers call him this choke artist and people that love Brady say he wins you the big game. So, but I don't know. I, I, again, I think Jordan Love in this offense can be really good. And Aaron Rodgers was missing throws all over the place last year. Jordan Love is going to make those throws. I think Aaron, what's going to piss us all off is Rodgers is going to make the throws that he missed last year. He's putting yes. in the work this offseason. He's going to yes. do his squats. We know how this guy is. This is why I didn't love the move because we know how this guy plays when he's pissy and he's got a chip on his shoulder. And you brought up LaFleur. The one thing I'll say, though, man, and he did give great answers, but I don't know. You know what I took away from all LaFleur's uh, stuff that I've watched the last couple weeks, which hasn't been much, is just that he doesn't want Aaron gone. He didn't want this, I don't think. Probably not. Rodgers gives him a better chance to win. Yeah, I don't think that he's fully – I don't think that – and even I don't think any of them are fully sold on Jordan Love. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think a couple of years ago he loved Jordan Love. And then I think Jordan Love didn't look great for a year or two. I mean, he, he was obviously a project and maybe it took him a little bit more time. And I think people were, doesn't it like, doesn't it appear with Jordan Love that people were down on him for at least a year though? 
Because, yeah. I mean, why do you bring Aaron? I get Rodgers won back-to-back MVPs, man. But he was like – See, I think if, part of it is they brought Tom Clements in, and then Jordan Love made the big jump. And Clements said – Tom Clements said during after the season over that he goes, Jordan Love can definitely be a good NFL starter in this league. There's no question. In Tom Clements' mind, he's talking more positively about Jordan Love than the other two have. Just like Aaron Rodgers, like they had to draft Brian Brom, and I don't think they were fully like this. Isn't just a knock on Jordan Love. They don't. I don't think they were sold. I think there was a real bad. I mean, Rodgers was awful a couple preseasons, two in a row actually. They weren't sold on Rodgers at that point either. And McCarthy fixed them. McCarthy spent all that time. He said, "You're coming to the McCarthy quarterback school," and that's what happened with Jordan Love. Now he looks good, and so if they could redo the thing, they probably wouldn't have brought Rodgers back last year. But what I'm saying is. You know, you tried the franchise tag thing with Devontae Adams, but when you knew you were going to move on from Devontae, it, it just didn't make sense that Aaron was back. It should have just pulled the Band-Aid off last year. You know what I'm saying? It would have been yep. much easier. All right, but, topic yeah, topic yeah. number two. Uh, do you want a veteran wide receiver still? And let's talk about who is left. Bill Huber of SI.com has his top 12 veteran free agent wide receivers that are still out there. Uh, that the Packers could go get. You'll know the names as I read them. Uh, there's nothing too exciting. Having said that, how important do you think it is to have a veteran wide receiver considering right now your veteran wide receivers are guys that played last year. They are on their second year. Those are your vets. That that's that, Those are your vets. And then you've got like five rookie wide receivers or more than that maybe. We include um, free agents they sign after the draft. All these uh, rookie wide receivers – you don't have anybody in that wide receiver room that's done anything to this point. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, Cobb was always going with Rodgers, but that, that is the kind of guy that you want because you yes. don't, you want to get your young guys on the field, right? Like, let's be honest, man. I'm just going to throw out an example. I don't want to watch Sammy Watkins this season because I know that nobody wants to hear this going into this season thinking this is a rebuild, a rebuild on the fly with a chance to win 10, 11 games. That's the beautiful thing about the National Football League and Major yes. League Baseball, man, you know? And even the NBA now, like who the hell thought the Bucks were going to get knocked out? It's like weird stuff happens now. But I'm going into the season like I want to see the young guys because we don't know what Jordan Love is. And, and we got to see what Christian Watson does year two and what Dobbs is and what all these rookies are and what the defense looks like because they were a big letdown last year. So maybe it's a great season. Maybe it's a four or five win season and you're getting a high draft pick next year, which is cool with me. But uh, you still need a vet wide receiver, I feel, just because with these young guys, it's such a hard position in the league to play for some of these guys already. LaFleur's offense is complicated. But, uh, yeah, I don't want to watch Sammy Watkins this season, but I wouldn't hate a guy, you know, maybe a better leader. I'm not ripping Sammy Watkins, but in in that locker room, you know, I think that that's what you need. And I think that's what Jordan Love needs. That's what a young quarterback needs. Right. But at the end, of the, at the same time, you know, Jordan Love has sat for so many years, man. He's played with Mercedes Lewis and Randall Cobb and sat behind Aaron Rodgers. He's a vet now. I know he's a young quarterback because he's never been an NFL starter for a full season, but he's 24. Like, you know, he, he's an older dude now. Yeah. So he's kind of the vet in that locker room. But I, I agree, man. I mean, a guy like Brandon Cooks would have been great. But, again, I don't think you're trying to win this year, so you're probably not going to overpay for a guy like that. I'd take a guy that's cheap. I just right, I don't want so – let's, let's go over the list. Give me the list, yeah. Demarcus Robinson, 28 years old, played 58% of the playing time yes. uh, with the Ravens last year. Yeah, I'll take him. Right? Yeah, I would, like I, would say, I would say yes to that, yeah. Okay, next one. Jarvis Landry, 
played 28% of the playing time with the Saints last year, 30 years old, was a really good player at one point. Yes, but I think that Jarvis Landry is probably going to try to like join up with his buddies or he's going to try to go somewhere where he can win. I don't know that he wants to rebuild, and I don't want a guy that's going to be pissy in the locker room because that's right. why he just traded Aaron Rodgers, right? Yep. What yeah. if you go get Matt Ryan and Julio Jones in a package deal and bring them to Green Bay? God, I hate that I went from cheering for Aaron Rodgers every week of my life to talking about bringing in Julio Jones and Matt Ryan on Friday, May well, 5th. Julio Jones is next on the list, and we were talking about Matt Ryan being a bad guy. I got to say no to that. Because, I, I, again, I think Julio's ring chasing at this point, and I don't for want sure. a guy that – And, dude, remember when he used to come to Green Bay and he just wouldn't show up in the second yep. half? There was a game where he was like, nah, I'm good. He ain't playing in Green Bay. Now, this next dude I love, biased, played for my other team, but I think he's a great dude and a great locker room guy, T.Y. Hilton. And he showed just some flashes for the Cowboys at the end of the year when he brought him in. Didn't play much, but when he did play, he had seven passes for 121 yards in three games. Um, And again, he's old. He's 33. So kind of like would be your Randall Cobb in this locker room. The, The problem I have with a lot of these is, there's not other than Julio. Yeah. There's not that connection with little Fleur's offense where you're bringing a guy in that knows the offense yeah. and can help teach these young guys. These old guys coming in are still going to have to learn the offense themselves as well. Yeah, man. And so that's the thing too. Like all these names. Yeah, sure. I would love for T Y Hilton to be in that locker room with Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson and, and Reed. But the only problem is like these guys, if they're pro- they're probably like right now 50-50 on coming back, and it's probably like 50% I could be on the beach not getting the, my brains beaten every week. Right. And 50% I want to come back and try to win one Super Bowl or play for a contender. Like people forget, remember Randy Moss on that San Francisco 49ers team that went to oh, the yeah. Super Bowl? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that's that's these old guys. That's what they want to do. Like when Dez came back, they I don't know that they want to come back and play with a young team. And that's going to be the problem for the Packers, man. It's already tough enough to recruit free agents because it's cold as hell and there's nothing to do in Wisconsin. Now we have to do it with a rebuild. You know, Aaron Rodgers couldn't even recruit these guys. Now we got to try to do it with Jordan Love. And he so still I'd can't say, yes, New York. I think T.Y. would be the best, but I agree. There's no connection to the floor offense. That's why a great guy, if he didn't have 18 ACL injuries, would have been Robert Woods or somebody that's played in the LaFleur offense, somebody like from yep. the Tennessee days, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Byron Pringle played with the Bears, played with the Chiefs, 29 years old, 27% of the playing time last year. Pringle does nothing for me personally. But that's probably like the guy that you would get because he's either going to no, be in the USFL or he could come play for a team like Green Bay. He's going to walk not in the locker room and him. all these guys are going to go, who the hell? I don't know who this guy is. At least if T.Y. Hilton or Julio Jones walk yeah. in, they know who they are. Like they've True. seen them play on Sundays, right? That's a great point. Yeah, Pringle walks in there. Christian Watson's probably like, I, I have more touchdowns in my career. Christian Watson's <laughs> like, oh, you're a rookie too. Where'd you play? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> It'll be like, who? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Kenny Galladay from the Giants. Oh, God. No. no, Jesus. Lord. No. And I think you have to eat a lot of that contract, wouldn't you? Yes. Well, he's a free agent, so you don't have to eat anything. Nikhil Harry, uh, Patriots flame out bust for the Patriots, uh, and then had his shot with the Bears. He's only 25, so he's younger. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, people like, I think Mike Wickett was tweeting, he was like really pissed when the Bears picked him up. Yeah. Well, dude, the Bears couldn't find anything to do with them. And they and they didn't have yeah, any no receivers. receivers. Yes. Yeah. So no. Lacan Treadwell, Vikings draft bust, was in Seattle nope. at the end of last year. 28 years old, 
12 and a half percent playing time in 2022. Again, another guy walks in. These guys aren't going to know who the hell he is. Can any of these guys do anything on special teams? Because then, yes. Could they run down and make a tackle or if need be, like field the punt or But I'm not bringing them in to be on special teams. I'm bringing them in to be my Randall Cobb. That's what they need in that room. They need a veteran that can be like a coach to these young guys. That's what they need. A guy that's on the sidelines, you run the wrong route, you come back, and this veteran wide receiver goes, dude, you should have done this. Like the safety was doing this. You went this way, but you should have saw that you should have went that way other than the coach talking to him, right? So the player can give you insight as much as a coach can give you insight, sometimes better insight because they're the ones out there playing. But see, this is the problem with your boy, Brian Gutekind's old yeller and all the old guys and taking them behind the barn and shooting them and not building good relationships <laughs> because let's go back to when Rogers was a young quarterback. Yeah. Everybody's like, well, Rogers got to figure it out with his young guys. Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, James Jones, Jermichael Finley. But you know what else he had in that locker room was Donald Driver. But Donald right. Driver was already a Packer, man. Like, he knew the offense. He loved li- he liked living in Green Bay. You know, he, he was a Packer for life. And so it was like they had that. Goot hates these old dudes, man. He just offs them when they well, turn. Well, Ted got rid of guys, too, before they were done. Ted was always yeah, a guy to get rid of a guy. Well, yeah, the problem is Goot wants to be Ted so bad. And let's be honest, Ted, rest in peace. God bless his soul. He brought me all my favorite players. He was he was great. But also at the end, it was time for Ted to go. Well, Ted wasn't great at Ted. the end. Yeah, I mean. So Goot, like, needs to find a new model, man. Like, we don't need to be drafting. Like, the Jordan Love pick was terrible, even if you guys We don't know that. If Jordan Love ends up being a always a terrible and, pick, Sparky. No, if Jordan Love wins a Super Bowl with the Packers, that's no longer a terrible pick. You have to retract, right? No, because they would have won a Super Bowl with T. Higgins because then Rodgers doesn't have to force four straight balls to Devontae in the red zone. He's got the best red zone target in the National Football League, 10 touchdowns as a rookie. You don't know that he would have trusted the rookie. He don't trust any rookie. You T. Higgins. No, he would not have. He no, we don't know Randy that. Hump Hump from Nevada. He trusts T. Higgins. I'm telling you, he doesn't trust anybody. I'm telling you. Watch. Yeah, I'll well, tell you something else. I wouldn't be surprised if Alan Lazard has more catches than Garrett Wilson this year. Wouldn't surprise I will, me I will in the least. You, I will bet you if, if they play the same amount of games, I will bet you $2,400 that he has <laughs> 40 more minimum. Stop with this. You guys are all insane with this. Brashard Perriman, Buccaneers. Uh, again, oh. another guy that never worked out uh, in his career. Any interest in Brashard Perriman? No, I don't even know who that. No, like, no. He's in the league still? He's still in the league, yes. Uh, no, all right. A couple more guys. Rashard Higgins with the Panthers. Marcus wow. Johnson with the Giants. Sammy Watkins uh, is the other one. Of all of those, T.Y. Hilton is my guy. That's who I want, I think. Man, do you just I think bring back Hilton? Was Sammy a good teammate? I mean, they, they no. caught... I didn't hear anything bad about him. Did you? I didn't read anything where he was a bad teammate. Nobody didn't finish the season with the team. He finished the season a Raven. Well, that's true. But I think it's because he wanted to play and they weren't playing him. Uh, I think the biggest knock on, knock on Sammy Watkins that I read was he could, well, couldn't figure out the offense. Like well, he was struggling I mean. being in the right place at the right time and knowing where to be. I think – that was the biggest knock on Sammy Watkins more than anything else. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I guess you'd have to ask Christian Watson and, and Robert Dobbs how much of a leader he was. How much do you think DeMarcus would be? DeMarcus Robinson? Yeah. I think at this point, all these guys are better minimums. I don't think you're spending anything. Well, I want him. I, he could still play. I think he's smart enough. He's played in some really complicated offenses. 
you know, he's he's not a great receiver. I don't even know that he's really a good receiver, but I think he's a. I think he could get open, make some grabs, and again, I don't want to watch him play football. But again, yeah, I just don't know how much respect he. Yeah, you want. I, I kind of agree with what you're saying now with like a T.Y. Hilton or a Julio Jones even. Somebody that's got to understand. You're not. In. Right, you can't bring a guy in that thinks I'm gonna come catch 12 touchdowns and have you know 1500 yards receiving. Because if that's who you're bringing in, then I say no, because these young guys got to play. Like that has to be understood. Ty, you'll play, oh, 15 snaps a game, 20 snaps a game, 15, whatever it is. That's what you're gonna play. But the focus are these young guys. So Ty, this is what we want. We want you to come in, be a little bit of a factor on the field, but essentially I want you to be another assistant coach and help coach these guys up. I'll pay you X, but you have to understand you are not going to be the number one, the number two, the number three, or the number four option on this team, but you will get some playing time, but you have to be a coach and help this guy, these guys learn this offense. I, I think that's what they need. They Like we talked about before, I would have loved Randall Cobb back. And yeah. now at this point, you have to find your, your Randall Cobb. And I don't think – Maybe I don't know the guy, but I don't think Julio Jones is that guy that's going to be willing to do that. No. I don't. No, man. He I don't knows think the offense, but I don't think he's going to do it. Yeah, I, exactly. I don't think he'd be able to handle the weather, eh? And I don't think that – I think, again, if he plays, I think he's probably going to end up playing for a team like Buffalo, you know, or, or somebody like that. But I don't even know who's going to want Julio Jones at this point. You know what I mean? Like, right. that, that might be one way that you get him. These teams that want like that, these teams that are Super Bowl contenders probably don't want Julio Jones, you know, because Tom Brady is obviously gone. Unless Aaron Rodgers wants him, it had to be like or Stafford maybe wants him, like one of those old guys. None of these young guys are going to want Julio Jones. I don't. No, nope, I agree. Uh, real quickly, you're on the way out as we wrap this up. Andy Herman from the Pack a Day podcast put this out on Twitter the other day. I think it's eye opening talking about the rebuilding part of this for the Packers. Packers on this current roster that are over 28 years old, how many players do you think are over 28 on this roster? There's over 28 years old. There is four, I want to say, right, Good that job. are active. David yep. Bakhtiari, who's 31 yeah. or 32. 31, yep. Preston Smith. Yep, 30. Is Adrian, Adrian Amos isn't technically on the roster, right? He is not. Nope. Devondre Campbell is 29. Devondre Campbell. And then is Kenny Clark up there yet or no? No. And you're pumped. Well, Kenny Clark might be 26, but crap. You can tell me that man looked 42 last two years. And Pat I O'Donnell is 32. He's the oldest guy oh. on the roster, the punter. And 28-year-olds, they only got six of those. I mean, that's how young this team is. Eric Wilson. Matt Orzek, Dallin Levitt, Aaron Jones, Rudy Ford, and Danny Etling. Those are your 28-year-olds. Jones isn't, 20, uh, isn't 29 yet. He's still 28. Uh, and of those, only Jones is 100% locked into a roster spot. You think, they could get anything for, you think they could get anything for Aaron Jones if they traded him? No. What about A.J. Dillon? Mm. I know he loves Door County, but... And I, I'm not saying you couldn't get anything for him, but Joe's salary is pretty hefty at this point. That's why he decided to stay because uh, right. he's still making $10 million a year or whatever the hell it is. Um, so th th that's the reason that is. Dylan needs to stay healthy for a year and throw up like 10 touchdowns. Like he needs to be their Leroy Horde. Like Horde was for Robert Smith with the Vikings back in the day where Robert Smith would run it all the way down to the five-yard line and then Horde would come in and be the fancy football god that would run it in from the two-yard line every time and have 10 or 12 touchdowns. That's how they kind of need to figure out how to use A.J. Dillon 
I think, going forward. And fourth and ones. Instead of dropping back and throwing the ball 50 yards on fourth and one like Rodgers did, they need yeah. to give the ball to the big bruising back and Dylan will let him go get the yards. Right, exactly. So. I like the kid that they drafted, too. He's also a power back. So yeah. we'll see. It should be interesting. So Mason Crosby, uh, yes or no, is he going to be a Jet? I don't know. I want him to be a Packer. I don't want to lose him. He's not going to be a Packer, though. They drafted a kicker. Yeah, I don't care. He's again. Goot hates. I don't know why everybody loves Goot so much. If you have a favorite, if you have a favorite player, enjoy him now. Goot will kill him when he gets the chance. You're so bitter. He is Ryan Horvath. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. BetMGM tonight. Uh, that would be uh, every night, Monday through Friday. We record this on Friday. I believe I'm on tonight. Uh, talking about Booneholzer getting fired with Nick Ashu and Trista Crick. The Warriors fan. Uh, looking forward to talking to y'all coming up tonight. And uh, have a good rest of your day, Mr. Horvat. Appreciate you. Thank you.